0: Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. Hey everyone, this is Johnny FD and welcome to episode four in the Invest Like a Boss. I'm here with Sam in Bangkok and this week we have someone who is completely opposite from last week's episode. Uh, last week was Forex trading, which is super high risk, super high reward. Today's episode is with Stan, the annuity man, who's all about protecting your downside and minimizing risk. And Stan, I'd like to welcome you to the show, Invest Like a Boss.
1: Great to be here. I hope that I will uh, provide some information on annuities that people aren't aware of, and they'll look at them in a different light. So um, let's let's get to it.
0: Awesome. Well, as your name suggests, you are the man in annuities. And a little disclosure time, I have several annuities that I've picked up through through Stan and his company. And um, I particularly love them. And I want to dissect the channel and the investment opportunity in these type of vehicles, and uh, that's what Stan is here to help us uh, go through. So, Stan, if you don't mind, if you would give us just a little background and introduction to you and how you got into the annuity business.
1: Well, I've been in the financial services business for a long time. You know, there's a firm called Dean Witter that uh, got purchased by Morgan Stanley that I worked for both of them. Then I went to a firm called Payne Weber that got purchased by UBS. Worked for <laughs> both of them. So I've been doing this a long time. Managed money at a very high level. Worked at the World Trade II Center. Um, got out of the business when UBS. Took Took, uh, took over um, Payne Weber just to find myself in midlife crisis type thing. Mm. No one plans to become standing annuity man. It just kind of <laughs> happened. I called into a radio show locally that was, that was pushing fraudulently the annuities and they were you know pumping and dumping them. And I was like, hey, you know, I called them in and filleted them like a flounder. The next thing I know my phone starts ringing. That was nine years ago and here we are now. I'm the number one independent annuity agent in the country. I have clients in all 50 states. And I've redefined the space and written six books on Amazon that, um, you know, are read all over the, all over the world. So it didn't happen, you know, by a really neat business plan, but I do have a unique, um, approach to annuities, which is you only own them for the contractual guarantees. These are not investments. They're transfer of risk products. And for the listeners out there, most of the listeners you have are, are, are young. They're successful. They make money. They know how to make money. What they really need to, to make sure is they're not going to lose money with their investments. And, and what we've done, uh, with young entrepreneurs and, and the, the millennials and, and people that are, you yeah, know, the 50 or less crowd is we said, you know, blessed by fixed rate annuities, simplistic or, or fixed index annuities, protect the principal, defer the taxes, and, um, you know, take that approach instead of trying to chase some growth number and lose money. So that's in a nutshell. And an elevator speech, you know, my approach to annuities.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And we've had a lot of interesting conversations actually building up to this conversation just about my investment strategy and and how annuities fit into that overall. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's interesting when the first time I ever heard the word annuity, I was in financial or managerial accounting in college. Um, And it basically was just taught to you as some type of, of lifetime income stream. Um, mm-hmm. Which you know always sounds sounds appealing at a glance, but what you know what just for the the listeners who've never heard of an annuity or have no insight to actually what they are, how could you just mm-hmm. like describe them on kind of a basic level?
1: Well, for, first of all, there's 15 different types, and the history of annuities is pretty interesting. They started in the Roman times. Um, and the Roman government developed the, the word annua, A-N-N-U-A, annuity, uh, for a pension for the dutiful soldiers and their families. Now, up until 1952 in this country, it was the only type of annuity sold, which is a single premium immediate annuity. So, really, annuities solve for four different things. Like I said, there's 15 different types, but there's four primary things they solve for. And the acronym... Easy to remember is pills. P stands for principal protection. I stands for income for life. L stands for legacy, death benefit. And then the other L stands for long term care. Um, if you, you know, they're not growth products, so they can protect your principal, which is kind of what we're doing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, they can provide a lifetime income stream, whether you want the income to start now or at a future date, they can provide a death benefit guarantee and long-term care. That's where they fit. And I always tell people, you know, ask yourself what you want the money to contractually do, and when do you want those contractual guarantees to start, and then we figure out if an annuity fits in your situation. It's really that simple. They're contracts. They're transfer risk policies. They're not investments. You should never buy them for market growth. If you're going to, if you want market growth, go to the stock market. But if you want to take some risk off the table and transfer that risk to a carrier. Then annuities might fit, and for the the youngsters out there, um, and you know, people in their fifties, kind of like me, you start taking risk off the table the older you get. So um, that's how annuities fit. And there's a lot of misconceptions. A lot of people say, you know, I hate all annuities. That's like saying I hate all restaurants or I hate all trucks. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many different types of annuities that um, you know you can't broadly base. And, and broad, broad structure like that. You can say, "I hate how all annuities are sold," because <laughs> most agents are out there just, just swinging for the fence and being gunslingers. Mm-hmm. But you can't say, "I hate all annuities." That's uninformed and uneducated.
0: Excellent. So, I think a lot of people may, um, may kind of class annuities in the same category as some type of life insurance.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's,
0: there's pretty distinct differences between the two, aren't there?
1: Absolutely. Life and, annuities are issued by life insurance companies, but life insurance and annuities are two separate products. Life insurance is, is for death benefit. You know, I always tell people the best return on investment you'll never see is life insurance because you're going to be dead, but your beneficiaries will love you. But annuities don't have those same type of tax benefits as life insurance. Life insurance passes tax free and pr- probate free to the beneficiaries. Annuities do not. Uh, like I said, annuities are, are contracts that solve for specific things and, and they do primarily solve for income needs either future or now but you know in your age group and your and the people that are probably listening to this podcast, it's a principal protection um tax deferral instrument more mm-hmm. more than anything. The other thing that people think about annuities which is wrong misconception is well I have to lock in my money or I'm gonna lose control of my money. That's absolutely incorrect. You can buy an annuity currently as short a term as three years. Um have full control of your money, pay no annual fees. Um, there are commissions built into annuities. You never see them, but the simplistic products pay very, very low commission. Mm-hmm. It's the high um, uh, the high commission products that, that most agents try to push one size fits all, which is unfortunate within the industry.
0: And then with... So every time I go into my bank, one of my bankers, and it, this happens at banks from Singapore to Hong Kong to mm-hmm. the UK to the US, every time... I sit down with a banker. They try to sell me some type of life insurance that goes through a bank. Mm-hmm. And with annuities, it seems to be different because I've actually never I've never really been that I can think of been uh, tried to... Anyone tried to sell me an annuity before until my dad recommended you and then I got on the phone with mm-hmm. you and we found a fit. But um, mm-hmm. can you describe a little bit like where annuities are typically sold and maybe that in comparison sure. to like life insurance?
1: Sure, well life insurance is typically sold by independent agents. I mean there's people that just uh, I don't sell life insurance even though annuities are life insurance products. Mm-hmm. Stanley Annuity man just do annuities and represent all, all the carriers out there. Mm-hmm. But where you're going to be sold annuities if you're with Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley, one of the large firms, one of the last places a broker can make a commission is selling you a variable annuity. That's the last place that they really can make a 5 to 7% type commission. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so you're going to see that and banks are starting to sell more and more annuities because it's it's a high revenue stream because interest rates are low, they're pushing people to variable annuities or long-term in te- index annuities mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate because, once again, I believe you own an annuity for what it will do, not what it might do the will do is the contractual guarantees and you should buy the most simplistic annuity possible mm-hmm. uh, to solve for that problem. So, you know, if you can't explain the annuity strategy to a nine-year-old, you really shouldn't buy it that's nothing unique, that's Warren Buffett that's mm-hmm. what Warren Buffett says, but it applies to the Annuity world, and most annuities sold are there are so complex the agent doesn't even know what they're talking about.
0: Right. So maybe we can give just some simple uh, contact, context to annuities based on my investment strategy with them and, and kind of my holdings there. So sure, go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, I have sure. I'm holding about fifteen percent of my net wealth in annuities, mm-hmm. and I think we the, the we've kind of layered these, and I think I have. Uh, maybe a handful of different ones, and they're basically between fixed interest rates Mm -hmm. and market-linked index. Market-linked rates, is that correct?
1: Well, we call them fixed index. You can't call them market because you're going to get a little bit more in CD returns. But Mm -hmm. the goal with with your situation was to protect principal, Mm -hmm. to not pay taxes, in other words, defer the taxes um and free you up to where you don't have to worry that about that asset so you can go make more money as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um really that's uh, a, a lot of my clients are those type of people in addition in some states their are are protected and uh, meaning like, that like you know florida, correct yeah like florida and yeah. texas i mean someone tries to sue you fraudulently they can't come get the money mm-hmm. um by law so one of the things is not that we pre- we're preparing for people to sue but it's eventual if, if people find out you have money they probably will You know, so surgeons, entrepreneurs, you know, people with with a large amounts of money, you know, they're putting their money in these fixed-rate annuities. And what we do in a low-interest rate world is we we do short-term. We'll ladder annuities three, four, and five-year paper, maybe go out six years. And then when when the surrender charges up, we'll just transfer it to another annuity. Kick the tax puck down the ice a little bit, so you don't have any tax consequences, and we just keep rolling it, and the interest keeps compounding tax deferred. So for someone like yourself, you know that allocation is appropriate. It's it it falls in line with the same type of investment: a CD, money market, a Treasury, AAA AAA municipal bond, and a fixed annuity are all kind of in the same category where they're going to protect your principal, and they're going to pay you an interest rate that's Mm -hmm. guaranteed contractually. So um, it's very simplistic. And the hard part, I think, for a lot of people with annuities, especially the type that you own, which are fixed Fixed index or fixed rate is that they're saying, Well, Stan, I could get so much more growth if I went to the market. Yeah, you're right, but you're also going to lose your butt. Right. And you've got to, I'm not saying you don't need money in the market, but you need to have a proportion. You can't go all in uh, because if you're an entrepreneur out there and you say, You know what, if I was just freed up to go do my thing, I can make a lot of money. You probably need to buy fixed rate annuities, not lose any of your money, then go make money. I mean, right. in that, in my opinion, that's what people are missing. The millennials are missing. The young people are missing out there. You're good at what you do. You make a lot of money. Why are you Why are you messing with the markets and trying to compete with institutions? It doesn't make sense. Why not get a guaranteed interest rate and just call it a day, defer taxes, and go make money? My opinion,
0: right? So, so that's the exact reason. There's, there's a few reasons actually that I, I was really attracted to these to begin with. One was the creditor protection because when I, when I put the money in annuities, we had just gotten out of a, of a big exit with our business, and mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen on the, at, at the. Uh, it was an asset sale, right? So you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. when a company takes over, and then uh, what's going to come up in the future. The second was that it is guaranteed income and. We live in a world that's got almost zero interest guaranteed, rates, guaranteed right? Interest. No, guaranteed interest. Don't say income, say yeah, interest. Interest, better. So it's guaranteed interest, or guaranteed, you could say earnings, right? Uh, absolutely. Okay. And, and we're living in a world of 0% interest rates in banks. I ever look at my bank account every month, and Bank of America gives me enough for like a quarter cup of a Starbucks coffee. It's, it's just. It's, <laughs> it, I'd rather just not even see it, to be honest. It's like a slap in the face. hmm um and then I really like the tax deferral because especially as Americans there's very few ways that you can invest um anywhere domestically or inter- internationally with with uh benefits on the tax side. So it's something I view as a safe haven that is almost a fallback plan and for me I actually don't mind that the money's locked up because the more money I have access to the more <laughs> bad investments i typically um can make so i like the fact that they are locked up it's not
1: and locked up when you say locked up people have to understand mm-hmm. short term i mean we're handcuffing right. we're handcuffing sam for three years or four years or five years where he's getting a guaranteed interest rate right but the money is still accessible it's still there's still liquidity provisions you still can get to it mm-hmm. i think what sam's saying is hey I can't just go get it all and go buy a boat. Right. You know, exactly. I mean,
0: or or, or invest it in the SMP 500 when I, when I get feel a lucky charm. Um, and, and also <laughs> yeah. like, uh, Stan, like the way we did my specific annuities is we've been layering mm-hmm. them. So let's say sure. we do one that's a three year term. And then the next year we do one that's a three year term and so on. So literally every single year, one of those is, is the word maturing or,
1: it's maturing, and hopefully we're going to be, again, rolling it to another one at a higher interest rate. Right. You know, the only way to attach, uh, to attack interest rates, and it, you know, someone said to me the other day, I thought this was a good statement, so someone said, well, these are low rates. This is a low interest rate world. And the person said, no, I don't think so. I think it's a new interest rate world. Mm. I think this is, this is going to be normal, these rates, because if you look at the 10-year treasury, with U.S. 10-year treasury, which is where most annuity pricing is based, and right now it's less than 2%. It's still the highest tenure treasury equivalent in the world. If you look at Great Britain, Spain, Germany, Japan, etc. The United States Senior Treasury is still the highest. So right. for people to say, you know, hey Stan, rates are low. I always go compared to what? Right. Compared to Jimmy Carter. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. But you know what? It might not be. So what? You know what? What we did with Sam is what I do with all of my entrepreneurial type people is, hey, let's not go far out. Let's let's keep the maturity short and let's just what we layer or ladder them, ladder the purchase so we have money coming due annually so that we can hopefully. Attach it to a higher guaranteed interest rate. Right.
0: So uh, I think I took a look at my annuities a couple months ago, and it looks like that mm-hmm. my average fixed rate is somewhere between two and three percent, and the terms mm-hmm. are somewhere between two and five years. So that's Correct. that's cut and dry. It's at and no, end- annual fees. no annual fees. No annual fees are
1: good. I mean, that's a net. That's a net return. Right. Sure.
0: And then on the. The fixed index ones, correct? That's the mm-hmm. way they pronounce them. Can you explain that correct. to the listeners? That and how
1: that? Yeah. In, in essentially... essence, it's it's a fi- it's a fixed annuity that was designed in 1995 to get you a little bit better returns than a CD. Uh, what they do is they have a one year call mm-hmm. option on an index, typically a, an S and P 500, with a limitation on the upside. But if the um you know if if the cap is four percent. You're going to get, you know, and, and the market goes up eight percent. You're going to get four. But if the market goes down, you're not going to lose any money. And every year, that gain is locked in permanently. So, um, the average, if we we did a study uh, in conjunction with Beacon Research, and all index annuities since 1995 has returned about four percent. Mm -hmm. on an annual basis, so with principal protection. That's the reason we do a combination of of multi-year guarantee annuities, fixed rate annuities, and fixed index annuities, so that we can get a little bit more yield, but still protect the principal, still have that yield compounded, tax deferred, um, and still, in in, uh, Sam's case, have it protected from creditors and predators and people like that. So it's a boring... I think what the listeners need to understand the annuities are boring. They're contracts. There's no sizzle. There's no great story. This is a transfer risk product. So the question is, do you want to transfer risk? If you do, then these might fit for you with it, you know, as Sam says, a portion of your portfolio
0: so i want to go back to i want to talk about the risk in in one second and i want to go back to just a real world example of my of uh what you were just talking about with the Mm -hmm. fixed index and the fixed Mm -hmm. rate so with mine it it worked out exactly like that there was two years ago the market was up i think the S P was up uh 12 or 14 Mm percent and my fixed index outperformed Mm -hmm. my fixed rate now last year the market was almost completely flat the, my, my, mm-hmm. uh, my, my fixed index was flat, didn't mm-hmm. lose anything. Basically didn't gain anything. My fixed interest gained maybe say two and a half to 3%. So in that mm-hmm. year, my fixed interest, um, outperformed. And so this goes into a little bit more of what you're talking about, but diversifying within the annuities mm-hmm. category. Mm-hmm. Correct. So the other part was, uh, the downside risk protection. And this was one of my favorite conversations that I had with you in the past. Um, I had a unique experience knowing someone who lost a lot of money in a bank. And I think most of the people out there still believe that banks are 100% safe. You take your money in, they put it in a vault, and it's there and it's guaranteed. And that's just not the case, especially in today's world. Um, and what, so one of the questions I asked you early on was talking about annuities and what happens. Okay, so there's the FDIC insurance up to 250000 mm-hmm. But okay, what happens in a scenario like 2007? We have a big financial cl- crisis. And you explained to me a little bit about um, the risk of money in a bank compared to risk of, uh, risk of money in annuities. Do you remember that? that right. It was basically yeah, talking absolutely. about... Let yeah,
1: absolutely. And let me cover that. I mean, number one, insurance companies, annuity companies, are not smarter, mm-hmm. are not, are not smarter than banks. Mm-hmm. They're just more regulated. Mm-hmm. In other words, when you give up money to a bank, by law they can loan out 94% of that. Okay, they can just go do, put out loans, whatever, okay? With a fixed annuity, by law, you you have to have 100% of that money on hand, period. So, when the 2008 debacle happened, there was no problems in the annuity industry, period. Uh, And and it's because of that law. I mean, it's really that Mm. simple. In addition, annuities are regulated, fixed annuities are regulated at the state level, meaning that every state has what's called a state guarantee fund it is not fdic because f stands for federal but it functions in a similar fashion from the standpoint it backs up a policy to a certain level. Okay, mm-hmm. so if, for instance, the state of Florida, I think per policy is two hundred fifty thousand or three hundred thousand per policy per owner. That if something did catastrophically happen to the carrier, then you would be paid back that amount. Now, in saying that, I'm a firm believer that you buy quality and you, know, you buy you buy these companies based on the claims paying ability of the uh, carrier. But there there is a set, there is another layer of protection with fixed annuities on the state level. That a lot of people are not aware of. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Oh, you know what's really funny also is uh, the conversation we had originally about uh, the creditors, right? So in Florida, we just Mm -hmm. one of the big reasons that I was interested again was the creditor protection. And there's, I did some research on it, and it and it turned out that I guess O.J. Simpson is still, in a sense, guaranteed his income through annuities that creditors can't get to.
1: That is, that is absolutely correct. That's the, that's the, the best example or worst example, whatever you want to look at, (laughs) that you can, I mean, the Goldmans cannot get that. Florida statute 222.14 says creditors cannot come after life insurance, um, cash value or annuity cash value and, or, and so, you know, he's getting these payments from these annuities that when he was a Florida resident, there's not, nothing they can do, um, which, you know, again, uh, take advantage of that from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you know, it, People out there like yourself that know how to, that are what I call serial entrepreneurs and you know how to make money and you're good at what you do, you have to take a step back and say, do I want to compete part-time in the stock market or do I want to just put money away, no, I'm not going to lose it, not pay taxes and let it grow a little bit? Honestly, it, that's the really the decision a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there have to think about. You almost have to... You know, grant and bear a, a little bit lower rate of return of principal protection and tax deferral so that it frees you up to go do what you do. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of my clients are those people. I have a litany of some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the country. That's all they do. My biggest client is from Texas, 45 years old, makes $26, $27 million a year. And guess what he buys? He buys fixed-rate annuities because he says, Stan, I can, do, I can make money. I make more than Tony Romo. I make money because he lives in Texas, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to lose money. you know. And, and because he knows he's not going to lose money, he goes out and makes more. Interesting that that's his approach. And this, since he's told me that six years ago, I, it really just hit me like a ton of bricks going, you know what, he's right. And so surgeons and entrepreneurs and, and people like that, Need to look at annuities not as income products because you really don't need it. You need it as principal protection, right. and you can do it as shorter term as three years, which I think a lot of people don't. They don't realize that as well.
0: Now, is tech, does Texas also have the creditor protection? They do. They absolutely do. Good state. Texas is very good state. Hmm. So, yeah, I was just trying to calculate in my head quickly how much 3% on $25 million was in annuities. And uh, it's a big number. It's a very big number. So,
1: yeah, I mean, he's got, you know, he's got a lot. I mean, he's, he's probably pushing, he's pushing the, the hundred mark where he's getting, you know, anywhere from two to 3% on that that's compounding every year. Right. Principal protected, creditor protected. I mean, he's been with me for a long time. I mean, you, you think about that for a second. You know, he does, when he goes to, pay his taxes every year on his investments he doesn't
0: right and that and over the course of you know even five years ten years mm-hmm. and, and then going into retirement for someone who's who's a young entrepreneur the tax deferral makes a massive difference right compounding and tax deferred makes oh, a massive difference
1: it's huge and also to remember this with these fixed rate annuities or fixed index annuities at any point in time, You can call me up and say, Stan, convert that to a lifetime income stream. Mm -hmm. It can be converted to payments. You don't have to. You can just say, Stan, I just want the interest. Fine. Or you can say, Stan, turn it into a lifetime income stream and attach my spouse or partner to that so that's a joint lifetime income stream. These are flexible products that adapt to the exact goals that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. They're not static. And what people need to understand, there's hundreds and hundreds of carriers and thousands and thousands of products you just need to start at the finish line. I tell everybody and say, Tell me exactly what you want to accomplish. Then we'll go backwards and go find the product to contractually do that.
0: Right. And when you convert it to an income stream, to a lifetime income stream, mm-hmm. how does that actually happen? Is that, uh, is that, you know, is you get a wire to your bank every day or a check in the mail or? How right. That take
1: Correct. Well, yeah, well, you can do both, but, but 99% of people just have the money wired in monthly to their bank for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. And you know, annuity. One of the benefit propositions of a lifetime income stream annuity, or annuities that provide lifetime income, is annuities are the only product that will pay you a lifetime income stream, regardless of how long you live. Mm-hmm. Period. There's not another product on the planet. Now, you don't have to use it for income, but in the back of your mind, pensions, annuities, social security all fall under the same category. So, you know, for the people out there listening. Think of it two ways. Do I want to just protect my principal and go make money because I don't need the income, or do I just want to, you know, chuck it and I'm done and create a lifetime income stream? Because a lot of people do that too. They just say, you know what, I'm out. Just just have the money hit the account. Just tell me how much it's going to be.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So the guy that you mentioned earlier in the conversation that is doing significantly well is in Texas. Someone mm-hmm. with, with that type of means, let's say they're going to put many, many millions of dollars into annuities. Mm-hmm. What would a, what would a, an advisable strategy for that be? Because I would think a lot of people are interested in keeping it within the FDIC insurance limit. Whether that's would actually matter in a type of situation or not, um, how how does that play in for, for people that are putting more money into
1: annuities? Well, when you're dealing with companies that are big companies that have been around hundred years, New York Life, Guardian, Pack, Life, this type mm-hmm. of company, I mean the big ones, Met MetLife. A million dollars to them is, a, is just a drop in the bucket. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that, you know, you you really don't have to be that concerned. And people always say, well, Stan, what happens if, if New York life goes out of business? My answer is we're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed as a country. I mean, right. if, if that's going to happen, then it's over. We're going to be fighting at the at the local grocery store for bread. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that the large insurance annuity carriers are some of the safest places to put your money because they own all the treasuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're the buyers of all of that. But if you're doing, getting back to the original question, if you're saying, Stan, you know, I want to put lump sums, five, six, seven million, you know what, first of all, we look at the durations. Just the yield curve right now tells us to go five years and in. So we'd ladder three, four, and five year paper so that you'd have money coming due. We wouldn't go probably past five years. We might go to six if it made sense. But, that's what we would do and we split it amongst carriers uh, the best carriers out there and then you know we'd revisit it when they could start coming due.
0: gotcha and then likewise what would you say is a good at, at what point of net wealth do income do let's just say someone between the ages of 25 and 40 years old who's an entrepreneur they have they have all the risk in their life in building their own businesses investing their own businesses at what point Financially, do annuities start to make sense? If you have twenty thousand dollars in the bank, it might not make sense. Um, do you see like kind of? I, I think of a crux? if you've got,
1: yeah, I think if you've got you know fifty to a hundred thousand in cash, and you've got investments in addition to that, mm-hmm. and you just want to go work and do your thing and not worry about markets, annuities might fit. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a there's a ratio that or or a level that make that makes sense because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. But I would say that. You have to look at your life and where, you, where your passion, time, efforts, and focus want to be. And if that's on your, your job or your career or your invention or your company, then maybe a fixed uh, annuity-type portfolio fits instead of you know, hiring the local advisor that's going to charge you a fee and throwing darts at the stock market. You know, mm-hmm. I tell people, like, yeah, if you want to read a book about the stock market, read Flash Boys okay. by Michael Lewis. Hmm. And the reason you read Flash Boys by Michael Lewis is you realize after reading that book that when you when you buy a stock on E Trade and you hit the enter button, it's traded over a hundred times by the time it gets to E Trade. Right. The, it's incredible. a different game. I tell people it's like surfing beside a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. You know, you might catch away, but you're probably going to get sucked under the boat. You know, I'm out personally. I'm a Kool Aid drinker. I'm out of the stock market, and I manage money at the World Trade Center. Trade, trade two center for a long time at mm-hmm. a very high level, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm out, and especially after reading Flash Boys, because game over. It's institutional. These people are looking at different – they're playing at a whole different level. Where mm-hmm. me and you might want a stock to move a dollar, they want it to move one one-hundred-and-twenty-eighth of a penny. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, it's better not to lose money. Mm -hmm. okay does that mean you put all your money in annuities no but i do think it makes sense for you to understand how the game's played in the stock market now and it's a very very high institutional level and ask yourself do i just not even want to do that or do i just want to take a large portion of my money and make sure i'm never going to lose another dime Mm -hmm. i think that's the question for a lot of your listeners out there and i'm hoping that they take a second look at annuities and say hey that might make sense by the way if someone wants, I've written six books, and because Sam's such a such a good client, I've written six books on the subject. And they sell on Amazon, but if you if you want to contact me and send me an email with your mailing address in the states, I will I will mail those six books to you for free.
0: Only the first fifty thousand uh, listeners, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it doesn't matter the number. Just just okay. shoot them to me. It's Stan at standtheanewtyman um, and we won't bug you. What I'm trying to do is get you to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And the more people learn about the value propositions of these annuity types, n- keyword types, mm-hmm. um, I think that the better investor and the better, um, I guess, career you'll have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Because you said to me the other day, you said, Stan, I looked at my annuities. I just, I mean, they're solid. I know they're not going to lose any money. I'm not worried about it.
0: No, I, mean, that, I mean, that's I, got some value to it. I mean, I've been writing you an email at least every year telling you how much I love them. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it, it was funny, like our Johnny and I, the, my co-host on, this, on the podcast, we we're sitting down looking at our overall investment portfolio. And I looked at my earnings last year of, of all my investments across the board. I have over 60 different investments in different vehicles. And my annuities beat everything. I mean, my stocks were flat the REITs uh the, the REITs paid dividends but the they got hammered but, yeah they got hammered so everything and so the the worst feeling and this was the first year this has ever happened to me is I actually lost money on paper in as in terms of my net wealth but I paid a lot in taxes because I got a lot of dividends but I got hammered on in terms of paper paper value and, and market caps so um yeah it was refreshing to see like you know, I can pull up my annuity statements and I know that money's definitely gonna be in there and it's gonna be growing and I don't have to worry about turbulent markets or volatility. And there's but, no
1: fees. And there's, and there's no, there's no fees. annual fee. You're not getting feed to death. A lot of times people they're just getting feed to death at mm-hmm. these at these brokerage firms. I mean, it's just it just is like the just a slow drip. But um, you know, it's fine when you're you know, when you're making real good returns, but those fees come out whether you make money or not.
0: Right. So if someone comes to you, say with Fifty thousand dollars, and they don't know what mm-hmm. they they don't know how they want to put it in annuities. They just know they want the safety. They want they want to get some type of of definite interest each year. But more more than yeah. anything, they want the they want the safety. So if, if they bring you fifty thousand dollars, I mean, mm-hmm. again, you have to kind of go into what they're looking for, but. Sure. It doesn't make sense to break them into like five thousand dollars or maybe no. even ten thousand, right?
1: No, I would probably say, you know what? Let's do a five-year fixed-rate annuity right now. There, it's uh, the yield is a guaranteed three percent A-plus mm-hmm. rated company, um, and let's just call it a day, mm-hmm. and then we'll let's talk again in five years. That's that's you know, people say stand three percent low, not when the ten-year treasury is at one point seven. Absolutely, at the time yeah. of this recording, yeah. I mean, you got to put your uh, you know your realistic. Uh, um, return expectations in line with with what's really out there because mm-hmm. a lot of people say Stan, I just you know I just want 5 to 7%. Well great I want I want six pack abs but that's not going to happen either. Right. You know when the 10 year treasury is less than 2 there's not some genius out there that can get you 5 anytime. Anytime someone says they can get you that there's risk attached. Right. Period. And and so that's what
0: I would do. And then again the, I think the one of the major points is the tax deferral. So if you if you're getting 5% but you uh, and you're paying you're paying tax on that interest. Five percent mm-hmm. turns into what? Like probably three percent, or uh, potentially right. even less, depending on what tax. Yeah,
1: yeah depending yeah. on what tax bracket you are. Right. And with non-IRA, non-qualified money, which is what a lot of your listeners are trying to figure out what to do with, um, this is a good place to what I call park your money. It's 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 in essence treading water. What are you doing? You're treading water. You're keeping your head above water. You're not losing money. You're making interest. You're not paying fees, and you're kind of either waiting for the markets or interest rates to come to you, or you're going to work and doing mm-hmm. your thing, um, so it's it's really just a, a very efficient, safe way to park money in a weird world where it's hard to park money.
0: Right? Are there any other like? I think it's awesome to be able to talk on annuities in a sense because they're boring. So there's not like a mm-hmm. lot of there's not a lot of gaps to fill with what they are or what they're not. Right? Um, and I think the risk is is fairly well defined. Is there anything that that uh, clients need to be aware of that? might not be easy to look at at first glance in terms of downside, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, any times you're being pitched an annuity, I always Mm -hmm. tell people, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Mm -hmm. And number two, if it really sounds too good to be true, write down exactly what that agent said and then have them sign and date that, that paper. Um, that's really the only protection that you have. The, the, the downside to the annuity industry, it is the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of gunslingers out here that will try to sell anything to you or your mom if they get a chance to. Uh, which is sad because they do have their place. They're very unique benefit propositions and there's more than, uh, there's, there's 15 different types. So people just need to understand that they have their function, but they're non-correlated, meaning non-market. And that includes the variable and index. I don't look at those as market products because of the limitations on the upside. They function more like CD products.
0: Mm-hmm. So all, all annuities are not equal. All annuity salesmen are not equal. Is there mm-hmm. a way, if, if someone out there is getting pitched annuity right now that they're, they're thinking of, is there a way for them to... Quickly, like fact check that annuity, or is it just a matter of getting somebody a second opinion from someone else? Right,
1: (laughs) yeah. And uh, unless you talk, unless you talk to me or the other two people that shoot us straight, and I don't know who those are Uh um, because I'm known as the walking middle finger of annuity truth out here. um, (laughs) Unless you talk to someone who's just going to shoot us straight with you, you're probably going to get pitched. Just use your gut instinct, and Mm -hmm. just if your discernment says, Hey, this doesn't sound right, it's not right. Um, And understand that annuity companies have the big buildings for a reason. They don't give money away for free, okay? Mm -hmm. They price things in. So, you know, it is what it is. They're boring products. So if you're being pitched the too-good-to-be-true thing, it is too-good-to-be-true. That's all I can say. But with that being said, they do have their place when you fully understand them, implement them, allocate allocate them right, and in proportion with your portfolio.
0: Gotcha. So I want to hear just a little bit about the process of getting – an annuity for someone who's not gotten one before and just let it to, to be able to kind of demonstrate to the listeners what the process is. It's not like going on E-Trade and buying a stock, uh, some Apple stock in a microsecond, right? Um,
1: yeah, not, not yet. Well, I'm uh, working on that, (laughs) but not yet. The industry's, the industry's archaic. Mm -hmm. Think of the old travel, travel agency model. Mm -hmm. That's, um, that's the annuity industry. I mean, they really haven't got caught up with the times. So, you know, we handle all the paperwork here, my staff, you know, licensed in all 50 states. And It's a FedEx-to-FedEx FedEx phone um, way to do the paperwork. It's, it's pretty simple, and you can either fund the annuity by writing a check to the carrier, or you can just wire transfer it to wherever uh, the money is now to the carrier that you choose. So, it's right now, it's still a wet signature-type uh, mm-hmm. industry. That's going to change, and it's hard for you to believe and the, your listeners to believe, but... You know, it's, it's being run by a bunch of old, overweight men. Uh, that's the annuity industry. But it's, it's changing. It's changing rapidly. I'm, I'm out here trying to change it just because I think that more people need to be aware of how they truly work and how they truly are. And recently, the Department of Labor came down with a ruling that's going to change the annuity industry by making um, the annuity person by law, be a fiduciary. Fiduciary meaning that your, your best interests are at the forefront of the conversation. You would think that that's common sense, but in the annuity industry, it's not. So that's coming in 2018. Um, that law will be fully implemented, but um, it's pretty basic. So really, the, the biggest question is, what do you want the money contractually, contractually do, and when do you want that to happen? And then from that, if you choose an annuity, the paperwork is, um, is pretty simple, FedEx to FedEx money doesn't touch anyone's hands, it goes mm-hmm. from one institution to the other.
0: Right, and then for the rollover process, let's say you you get an annuity, it's a three-year term, that term comes up, it matures, you have the option to either liquidate and bring out cash or you can roll it over.
1: Absolutely, and there, there's also another option I'll tell you in a second, but mm-hmm. yeah, let's just say that you, you bought a three-year fixed annuity and it's at the end of three years, you just go through the pre- paperwork process again. You transfer it via uh, IRS has a section called 1035 mm-hmm. that allows you to transfer from one annuity to another without it being a taxable event. Or uh, what I also do is that when the, when it comes due, I'll call the carrier that has the money and go, "We're getting ready to transfer it, and if you can beat this rate, we'll keep it there." Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, they'll beat the rate. So generally, and that's, that's kind of. And that's kind of what I do. I'm the hammer when it comes to that because I I have such clout out here that I can just call these carriers and say, "I'm getting ready to move this money. You either match it or it's gone." And most of them will match it. A lot of them won't, and then we move it to the higher rate. Either way, you're going to win.
0: Right. So what happens in like if interest? You know, right now Japan and some Europe European governments have gone negative interest rates. What What's the outlook for annuities in? a zero interest market or potentially even negative interest if that ever comes to the USA, Um, what's the outlook for fixed interest on annuities?
1: It's going to be low. I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. And I I, I don't know. We've never been there. We Mm -hmm. could go there. People say all the time, Stan, how much lower can it go? I'm like, 1.7% lower uh, on the 10-year. I mean, it Mm -hmm. could go lower. Now, the Fed, at at the time of this recording, um, on May the 20th, they're saying, hey, we might raise interest rates in June. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're basing that on, because there's certainly no basis from an economy standpoint to raise it, but it's political, so who knows? But, um, you know, we try not to time rates, because it's a fool's game, and that's the reason we do laddering or layering, as you said, and we keep the duration short. Gotcha
0: gotcha all right well Stan I just want to um, start to to wrap up I really appreciate your time. I wanted to ask you how annuities may or may not play in your own investment strategy and you mentioned that you were not in stocks at all even though you have mm-hmm. vast experience at a high level in in, um, mm-hmm. in investing um, or uh, stock market investing how would what's your, mm-hmm. your current investment strategy and, and do annuities play a role in that?
1: They're, well, they're 100% because I, I drink the Kool-Aid, because mm-hmm. to me, it's all about principal protection and future income. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I'm 52 years old, so everything that I own either has a guaranteed income stream starting at a future date, and I have that laddered, so I have income starting at 60, 61, 62, all the way from, from my wife and I. Oh, and in addition to that, I have what you have, which is a combination of fixed rate annuities and and fixed index annuities to protect the principal and get some get some uh, some gr- a little bit of growth out of that from the standpoint of interest. And so I don't pay taxes. So none of this I pay taxes on because it's deferred. All of it, either the principal protection or if it's a future income stream that I plan. And when I talk about future income stream with an annuity, you can with certain types of annuities you can to the penny know exactly what your income streams going to be you know fifteen twenty seventeen eighteen nineteen years from now i know exactly what it's going to be so to me i don't have a pension i own two companies this you know i create my own pension to me the annuities are my pension for my wife and i because i don't think social security will be around so that's the primary focus of all of my money going toward annuities uh... and in the future income stream so I drink the Kool-Aid. It is what it is. And one of the reasons, too, is I'm kind of like a lot of the listeners out there. I make more money focusing on my businesses Mm -hmm. instead of tracking stocks. I've done that in the past, been there, done that. You know, they'll build a statue for you on Wall Street if you can pull 7% a year. I'm okay with three with no statue. How about that?
0: (laughs) It's very close to 7% with tax deferred. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I mean, I just made it. I just made a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. So I don't watch CNBC. I don't give a rip, you know, what happens with the stock market. You know, I've thrown away all my bull and bear caricatures they used to have. You know, I truly believe these are great products for people that that are a personality go-getters that can make, I can make more money in my business than I could ever make in the stock market. That's right. the way I put it.
0: I think that's really important insight because so many people, you, you get stuck in the, the entrepreneur game. And you're very fast-paced and very focused and go go go. And you think that that means your investment strategy should also match that. Um, it should be the reverse. It literally should be the reverse. It should be
1: it the. Reverse should be the reverse. Mm-hmm. It should be and if you retire, let's just say you retire from your entrepreneur, then maybe you go into the stock market and go 100 miles an hour there, just right? To,
0: just to get a little adrenaline back in your veins.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. You can't part-time the stock market. If you part-time the stock market, you're going to get your butt kicked, period.
0: <laughs> well, great advice, and um, really appreciate the the insight. I think it's something for everyone to definitely consider and look at their own investment strategy and and think about the long term and, and how much risk um, they're willing to take uh with everything else that's going on in their life. So I just want to see, is there any other advice? You mentioned that book, uh, Flash Boys by yeah, Michael Lewis. I've got Lewis. six great. books.
1: Mm-hmm. I've got six books that I will send if you email me at stan at stantheannuityman.com. Stantheannuityman.com mm-hmm. is where, where you could sign up for them as well. Sure. I'll send those just you know, just complimentary. Here okay, you go. Great. Um, and, and my site is pretty much a... Um, Information treasure trove for annuities that you're not going to get pitched or sold. But I think what the listeners need to come away from is, hey, annuities—you know—they don't all suck. They're not all bad. I don't—I don't hate them all. It might fit. Let me put that in the back of my head as a possibility for something that uh, might add value to my portfolio. If I've done that today, then i have have done my job at least from the standpoint of educating on a very controversial and un- and typically um, misinformed topic.
0: Excellent. And is what other ways can people get a hold of you if they want to chat more about annuities? Uh, just their website, the best, or
1: yeah, website. If you go to the website, Stan at Stantheannuityman or Stan the Man dot com, you mm-hmm. can email me. You can schedule a call. You can order the books. You can watch the videos. But Stantheannuityman is the is the best place to to find me.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Stan. I think that wraps up this episode. Huge thanks for coming on the show and sharing your wealth of knowledge in the annuities. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll catch everyone else next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Invest Like a Boss, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment
1: portfolios and our private members forum. If
0: you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.